This is the Holland Assets Podcast, where we'll show you how to go from employee truck driver to savvy business owner. And we'll do it together because we're starting our own trucking company, Holland Assets. So you'll get a front row seat through the whole process. Together with some experts in the field, we'll teach you how to set up a business, buy a truck, get your DOT and MC numbers, get insurance, and a lot more. Thanks for joining us. Welcome, everybody, to episode 26 of the Holland Assets Podcast. I'm Craig, and joining me on the road once again is Chris. Hello, Chris. Hey, Craig. How's it going? Not too bad. Not too bad. I do want to remind everybody that full show notes are at hollandassetsllc.com. You can also go to motorcarrierhq.com if you're looking for some of the tools, uh, things that we talk about on these episodes. Uh, So make sure you visit both of those places um, and uh, Chris, any housekeeping items you want to go through before we get started today? Yeah, I just kind of like to mention if this is somebody's first time listening to this podcast, this podcast is really meant to kind of be listened in in order. So uh, go back, start with episode number one, and uh, quickly catch up here to episode number twenty six. Yeah, luckily there was there was no learning curve. We were perfect in episode one, uh, just as good as as we've ever been, right, Chris? Um, you, I'll let you believe that. <laughs> All right. Well, today uh, we we're gonna talk about controlling your circumstances, uh, which is an interesting title, I think, and it's an interesting concept uh, because of uh, how little I feel like sometimes I can control my circumstances. But we're gonna get there in just a moment. Uh, first, as per usual, Chris, I want to ask you, how are things on the road? Um, they, they've been going pretty well. I, uh, I'm, I'm kind of in the middle of my first uh, winter snowstorm. Not going to get too much into that, but uh, it, it's October and it, and it feels like February. And where are you right now? I'm in Denver. Uh, yeah, okay. So a winter storm there is no joke, I suppose. Yeah, it's, no, it's a, there's a lot of snow coming down. Yeah. Well, what happened last week with the uh, the last time I talked to you, you were stuck at a at a shipper and you, it was taking you eight hours to get loaded. Whatever happened yeah. there? I actually ended up being stuck there. At, so it was a load that had three pickups and I was stuck at pickup number two for over nine hours before I finally got out of there. It was ridiculous. Nine hours? Yeah. Uh, it, that kind of thing gets frustrating. I, I can imagine. I mean... Look, I could load up your stuff with all my household furniture faster than that. <laughs> yeah, you get a few friends and uh, it wouldn't take that long. Yeah, I, I don't know. They must have been like loading it by hand or one box at a time. I don't know. It was it was pretty ridiculous. Yeah, that's amazing. Uh, so, yeah, what did you end up doing? How did it turn out? Um, so that, that load was just kind of almost a little bit of a nightmare. After I left that... Shipper, obviously, I was late to the next appointment, um, I, like four hours late, and I thought they were going to put me in a work-in status, so I was going to end up spending another five or six hours there. But luckily, I got there. Um, it, it's kind of funny because I get there, and I and I tell the lady, I, I'm sorry I'm late. It, I, I tried my best not to be late. I um, showed up at my previous pickup two hours early, and I was there for over nine hours. And she, without skipping a beat, named exactly who the distributor was she's like yeah that happens two or three times a week we're used to it she said we're not too busy today so we'll, we'll be able to get you right in so luckily they got me right in got me loaded up and then that's kind of when things took a, a turn for the worst oh it got worse after that 
Yeah, it's crazy because it was what happened was they only ended up loading. They were supposed to load four pallets at that last place. Well, those four pallets were 10,000 pounds and the other 20 pallets in front of it were really light. And so what ended up happening is it ended up putting just a ton of weight on my um, back tandems. And to make a long story short, you know, I go look, check the weight on my um, air scale on the back of my trailer. And I knew that wasn't, things weren't looking very good. I slid my tandems all the way back to the rear, um, which I, I normally don't drive that way just to see if I could get as much weight on the, off the tandems on the drives as I could. And even after doing that, um, they had a scale there. I weighed myself and I was still 280 pounds over. Uh, the, well, at 280 pounds, that's pretty close. So couldn't you just shift some weight around and, and get around it that way? We should have been able to. I mean, the easiest thing in that kind of a situation would be is, okay, you pull those heavy pallets off. You pull maybe four of the pallets in front of it off as well. Put the heavy pallets in front and then load those those other lighter ones towards the back. Well, so we, I talked to the, that third shipper about doing that and they're like, nope, we're not going to touch somebody else's product. Uh, we don't want to assume that liability. And you, and you can kind of understand that. And so, you know, after a few phone calls with the brokers to make a long story short, um, that third shipper just ended up pulling their stuff off the load completely. No way. So yeah. did you lose that, that income then from that load? No, luckily, because it's it's not my fault. It, this actually, you know, it turns out to be a good thing for me because, you know, it probably ended up with all the shifting, figuring out what was going on. I ended up being there an hour longer than I would have otherwise. But I dropped 10,000 pounds on the load, which helps me on my fuel economy and makes things a little bit easier that way. I still get paid the same amount. And uh, it was all good. It's, it's kind of funny, though, because I, I had to go 50 miles out of my way to that third shipper. Well, 50 miles each way. So 100 miles total round trip to to get to that third shipper and didn't even end up taking their load oh so okay so maybe you didn't come out ahead but at least it didn't hurt you as bad as it could have yeah no it, it didn't hurt me at all it oh, okay. I, I got paid the same amount I, I was getting paid for those extra 100 miles it just i you know drove all the way down there and then all the way back right in the direction i was i was heading in so i just you know it it took time that so, if I would have known, I wouldn't have had to do. But it, it, it's all good because I, I get paid the same amount and have to haul less weight. Okay, well, okay. silver linings, bright sides, and all that stuff. But, I mean, it's still pretty annoying. You kind of just want things to go the way that they're scheduled to go. Is there anything that you could have done or that you might do in the future to, to prevent something like that? You know, a lot of the times the, the shippers will show how much weight you're going to be carrying on the bill of lading. And they showed the gross weight, but they didn't show the weight by stops. And, you know, if, if I would have seen the weight by stops, I probably would have been, uh, that doesn't, that looks a little crazy. And the broker really, what they should have done is they should have had me load that heavier stuff up, up first and then load the lighter pallets. And, and I probably would have been okay that way. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Well, uh, speaking of which, speaking of, you know, preventing something like that today, Chris, you wanted to talk about controlling your circumstances. Uh, this is something, like I said, I, I was kind of being a little bit flippant up top, but you know, it feels like I'm never in control of my circumstances. Welcome to adulthood. Right. Uh, but, uh, but this is something you feel kind of passionate about is that, that there are things you can do, right? Yeah, absolutely. And and you can't a hundred percent control your circumstances. I mean, there's things that are going to come at you and you, you can't help 
that from happening. What you can do is you can be in a position to be able to, you know, roll with the punches or be able to work through that situation and, and not have it negatively impact you any more than it has to. And sometimes those circumstances turn into a positive thing. You know, you know one of the things I, I you hear all the time is you, you create your own luck. And a lot of the times that's the truth. You know, you have a situation come on you or an opportunity to, to do something. And, you know, if you've prepared yourself prior to and you can um, jump on that opportunity, you know, some people call that luck. Uh, other people say it's, you know, it's being prepared for something that comes your way and, and you get lucky because of that preparation that you had. Right. Well, you know, as my guiding light said, uh, I believe it was Obi-Wan Kenobi who said, I don't believe there's any such thing as luck. So... You, you yeah, have man. look. You have your business leaders. I have my idols. Okay, Chris. <laughs> Speaking of business leaders, the whole thing that kind of brought this up was um, a couple months ago. I was listening to the the adjutant general for the state of Utah, the National Guard. He's a two star general. He was giving a speech, and um, he one of the things that he said was. Um, he says luck favors the prepared. And that's kind of, you know, just exactly what I was saying there is if you're prepared, you know, for circumstances that hit you, it either gives you the ability to um, capitalize on an opportunity or it helps you get through kind of a tough situation. So that preparedness is really kind of one of the things I want to talk a little bit more about today. Okay. Well, yeah, go, go on then. It's uh, something I'm I'm excited to learn about for myself, to be perfectly honest. Convince me, Chris. So, Craig, I think kind of what this really boils down to is, you know, similarly, you have a circumstance or a situation that you find yourself in, and you often handle that differently depending kind of on your level of preparation or decisions that you've made that have led up to that event. And I think one really good example we can use to kind of illustrate this is talking a little bit about debt. You know, it's kind of something we're all familiar with. Um, and I'm going to use the example of, of two people uh, in a, a video that we used to kind of explain the um, factoring and accounts receivable financing and, and why you may or may not want to use that. We, we follow kind of the, the story of two guys, uh, two truckers, so Cash and Richard. And, you know, Cash is kind of the smarter guy, Richard, the not so smart guy. And so I'm going to use them kind of in the same example. So cash, let's say for three years, he's made the conscious decision to get out of debt, accomplished that goal and has saved up a little bit of money. So he's out of debt, saved money. And then you've got Richard during that same um, period has kind of been a little bit more frivolous. He's gone out and he's bought a, a really nice car. You know, he's furnished his house. He's racked up some credit card debt, some automobile debt and you know, other debt and virtually has no savings. Well, these guys, you know, if they face the same circumstance, let's say they both lose their job at the same time, you know, Cash is in a much better position to handle that. And he can kind of control his circumstances. He can, you know, take his time to search for that new job, find the right job and, and land back on his feet, you know, fairly quickly. Whereas Richard, he's he's kind of probably really stressed and desperate because he's out of a job, has bills that are coming due. And his circumstance, even though it's the same circumstances as Mr. Cash, he's in a much worse position because he's got all these things looming over his head because of decisions that he'd made in the past to to go into debt. And so, you know, even though they're in the same circumstance, 
they are they treat it really really different and that happens a lot in trucking and in other kind of situations in life it's well i mean let's let's call out the first interesting thing about this and that's that you named your good character cash chris i i, I feel like you're being pretty transparent here <laughs> yeah, you you know me. I mean that that's a there. I I kind of have a a one track mind sometimes. I, I I like I like to make my money. You yes you do, and and your allegories are transparent. <laughs> no, let's. But but okay. So this is a, you're taking a situation where you've got full time employees and you know losing jobs and that sort of thing. But we're talking about business ownership here in this podcast. So tell me how you would apply this to owning a trucking company. Well, I, I actually have a, a couple good experiences that have happened to me in the last little bit that um, kind of really illustrate and highlight this. So let me talk. Uh, I recently picked up a load in Washington, and I was headed from Washington to the Joplin, Missouri area. And during that, that load, I, it, it had a little bit of uh, time built into it, and I was going through Salt Lake, so I was able to stop at home and stay at home for um, about a day. Well, when I got there, you know, it's October, near the end of October, and um, I decided to look at the weather reports because I know the weather is going to start getting pretty bad. And, you know, lo and behold, you can see this big, huge storm front that's that's moving in. And so I ended up moving or leaving um, Salt Lake about four or five hours earlier than I was anticipating to kind of um, stay ahead of the storm. So basically the exact opposite of those Storm Chasers shows that I used to watch? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I was running away from the storm. Um, <laughs> Very brave of you, I, Mr. Military Man. Yeah, you know, I, that's being prepared. That's kind of trying to stay in control of your circumstance. So what ended up happening is I, I was able to stay ahead of that storm when I, I was leaving Utah on I-80. And when I you know kind of hit the Cheyenne area, a little before Cheyenne, the, the weather was just starting to turn. Well, I, I knew if I could get uh, about 50 to 100 miles into Nebraska, I'd, I'd, the storm would go, you know, was staying west of that, which I ended up doing. I got through, stopped that night into Nebraska, completely missed the storm. Well, they ended up closing I-80 down that night. And if I would have left that four or five hours earlier, I would have been caught in that storm probably when I-80 closed and would have been stuck and not being able to move, would have missed my um, delivery time. And I had another load on top of that that I was already scheduled to pick up. I would have missed that. It would have just turned into an absolute nightmare. Yeah, no kidding. Oh, I can imagine. You said uh, they shut down I-80 completely between yeah, here they, and there? Yeah, they did. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, so you would have been, well, screwed. If you had I'd have been stuck in that We're, best case scenario, I would have I would have I, I had to drive really slow and probably still would have been late for that delivery. I, I may have still been able to make the um, the pickup for my next load. But, you know, I if I would have got caught in it when, when it got closed, I definitely would have made I, I, I would have been stuck for I think it was closed for almost 24 hours. Wow. OK, well, so in this case, this is what you're talking about, where. It's uh, one person looks at that and says, wow, lucky you didn't get caught in that storm. But what you're saying is, no, it's not about the luck of the situation. It's about uh, thinking a little bit ahead and looking at the weather report and understanding, you know, it's situational awareness if we want to bring the military stuff back into it. Right. 
Yeah, absolutely. And that, and this is where, you know, the whole control your circumstances kind of comes in because I left early. I stayed in control of that load the whole way through. If I wouldn't have left early, if I if I would have just left when I was planning on leaving and would have got caught in that storm, that's where the circumstances all of a sudden starts controlling me because I can't get through, I can't get to my delivery, and I can't get to that next pickup. And it just, it creates this chain ball reaction of just bad things. Yeah, no kidding. So what's another example then of uh, something you've done recently to control your circumstances? Well, I can give a, an example of where I didn't control my circumstances and kind of <laughs> had to lose, learn the hard way. I, those are my one, favorite one positive, kind, Chris. Yeah, one positive example and one that's a little bit more humbling. Um, it wasn't a terrible thing, but, you know, this is bad things happen and and this one was probably preventable. So I I um, my trailer has a, a, a system that inflates the air on it. And there's a light on the corner of the trailer that lights up if for some reason it's not able to maintain the air pressure that it's supposed to. Well, uh, uh, several weeks ago, that light started coming on. Like if I if I was parked for my 10-hour reset and I'd start back up, the light would, would be on for maybe 10 minutes or so as I first started driving down the road. So that light would stay on for the first 10 minutes as I'm, as, as I'm driving down the road, which is an indication there's probably some kind of small leak and um it's, you know something needs to get fixed well me being a dummy i just kind of ignored it i figured it probably wasn't anything that was too big of a deal well not too long after that you know a week or two after that i noticed that one of my tires is really starting to wear bald badly and i'm like okay i'm gonna need to get it fixed and quickly well i didn't get it fixed fast enough and it ended up blowing out on the road and so I, I had to deal with a over-the-road repair, which took me time out of my schedule to, to have that happen. So I, I, I didn't end up missing my delivery time, but it, it threw a, a wrench into things. And then I also ended up paying way more for a, a replacement tire than I should have because you're kind of desperate and you're limited on where you can go because you got to get it done right then. Right, right. So, yeah, I guess the point here being if you had kind of paid attention to those warning signs... Uh, ben, I mean, you were aware of what's going on, but you just kind of decided, you know, uh, I can put this off until until you couldn't, right? Yeah, I I ignored the the warning signs. I didn't take action, and then I suffered the consequences. It's a it's another one of those. It's an example of where in that situation the circumstances controlled me. You know, the the tire ended up blowing, and at that point, there's nothing I can do but pay more money for a tire than I should have to. And, you know, I, I lose time on the road because I was a dummy. You know, I'm, I'm starting to get shades of our earlier conversations about savings. Chris, am I about to get another lecture? <laughs> you know what, Craig, you're, you're almost like a, you're, you're a prophet. You're, you, yeah, you, you can see the future. Well, yeah, yeah I, you, like I, like I said, your analogies are thin, Chris. They're thin. <laughs> I'm predictable if anything, right? <laughs> yeah, that's another one of those things. You know, savings, I, I know people probably kind of get sick of me harping on it, but I really, truly, and honestly believe that, that savings and having a cushion is the biggest thing that will determine whether you're successful or not. The guys that fail are people that don't save money and don't have money set aside, spend everything they make. 
versus the person that's a little bit more disciplined and religiously sets that money aside. Because there's a lot of things that come up in trucking expenses that are predictable. You know you're going to have maintenance issues. You know you're going to have repairs. You know you're going to have to replace your tires and brakes. You know, all that stuff is going to happen. And if you have saved money, you get to be a little bit more in control when those circumstances occur. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense where, like you said, you can't control everything. You can't be ready for every weather situation, but you can be ready for some of them if you pay attention, right? So you can at least do something. Yeah, it. The, you know, if you're prepared and you and you plan ahead and you're methodical about what you do, you're way more likely to be successful. And those bumps that come aren't going to be as bad. Well, you know, as a concept, uh, as well as maybe an episode, I feel like this is a pretty short and sweet one. Uh, do what you can to be aware of what's going on around you and what your situation is, and uh, you'll be able to uh, weather some of those storms, so to speak, Chris. Absolutely. <laughs> I, I, I couldn't have said it better myself. I think that kind of wraps it up pretty well. All right. Well, very good. I, I, I like this one, Chris, and I'm excited to see what happens uh going forward and what other examples you have good and bad <laughs> going forward uh so i will at this point just uh, remind everybody that if you want to get the full show notes for this episode or any others uh, go to hollandassetsllc.com like you said chris this podcast is kind of meant to be uh, consumed sequentially so you know i i like to think that people can come in wherever and hopefully get something out of each one of our episodes but uh, but if you want to get the full effect of uh, seeing a, a trucking company started from beginning to end and we're talking even pre-beginning right chris i mean we we were talking about everything you had to do before you even started this company uh you can do that from episode one on so i definitely encourage people to go check that out uh chris any other parting words before we go only other thing is, you know, we, we try to do this podcast as a service to everybody. We offer it for free. Anybody can listen, hopefully gain, gain some of the, uh, the nuggets of wisdom that we're hopefully providing. And then we just ask that if you would uh, rate us on whatever platform you use to listen to the podcast so we can get, it, uh, get the message out to even more people. Yes, uh, Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify, Stitcher for all three of you using that platform. Uh, yeah, no, seriously, it is a big help to us, and, and we would greatly appreciate that. All right, Chris, well, uh, enjoy your blizzard in Denver, and uh, I guess I will see you next week. Sounds great. We'll see you then. Yeah.